Good morning. Hey! How do you know it's morning? It's always he always morning, fucking says good morning. I don't know. He thinks he's like a manic pixie like cat boy or something. I don't know. Uh, this is episode 12. It is episode 12. And we've got an ace. We do. An ace up our sleeve. Oh, God. Oh. How many times have you heard that pun so in your life? So many fucking times. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, welcome. Or, um, welcome to me. I believe. Yeah, this that is really uh, the second epi- guest episode back to back. We just had Lily on uh, oh last gosh. week. Wait, I'm following Lily. You are following. How Lily. am I supposed to follow that? Uh, with more brain cells, probably. Oh, that's a good point. Um, no, I'm more here for Sage than I am for Liana, but I feel like Lily was. You here for are Liana. so mean. Uh, I, I thought we you. were gonna have beautiful babies. I thought it was gonna be you and El surrogate. <laughs> you can be me and El surrogate if you want to be. Okay. Wait, what does that mean I do, though? I don't want to, like, give birth. What do I do? That is the entire job. (laughs) I meant sperm donor. You have sperm? Yeah, so, dude, let me show you something that I made today. Is it sperm? Dude. It's frighteningly close. Check it out. Is this a cum jar? Yeah! Oh, my God. I've just handed Ace... One of those really tiny, it's about the size of my thumb, little glass jars. Does it have rainbow cork. dash in it? Yeah, do you see the little rainbow dash? It's like a drawing. I'm so disappointed. What is this made of? What do you think it's made of, Ace? What do you think it's made of? Ace, glue, I'm look me in my eyes. Glue, I'm Give hoping. me a guess. Glue, I'm no. hoping. Okay, I don't want to touch this anymore. <laughs> um, it's, it's cum. <laughs> I'm kidding, you guys. Do you guys have hand sanitizer? I actually have a cum allergy, so why would I be working with fucking cum? And I'm going to turn this into a necklace, by the way. But, like, why would I put cum in a necklace if I'm allergic? <laughs> and how? You do so many things that are detrametal to your health. I like would not what? be surprised. Name one. You want me to name just one? Yes! <laughs> Has everyone taken their yas pills today? That's a good question. That is a good question. I have not. I probably should. You probably should. I'm not an active pill taker, but I should take an ibuprofen today because I'm feeling under the weather. Wow. Are you not iron deficient? <gasps> no. You should take some I vitamin C pills. I get sun oh, pretty regularly. Okay. Why? Say touches grass, everyone. Could you imagine touching grass? You run a podcast and you touch grass. <laughs> <laughs> I eat grass. Are you going to hold it like that the entire time? This is how we usually do it. Is your arm okay? It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, how many 12. eyes do you think are on my body? Yeah, 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 yeah. Including, okay, including eyes on my pants. I'll stand up so you can see. And the eyes in your head? Let me describe my outfit to everyone first. And Please. then I'll have Ace guess how many eyes are involved. So, wait, give me a second. I'm eating Fruit Loops out of my mug right now. Okay. <laughs> you don't need to. I'm standing up. So, I am wearing elf ears, as always. Do you write it down? No. Oh. I'm just looking. You just like, need to stand up to present to the class. Okay, shut the fuck up. I'm wearing eyes that... I'm wearing what? Oh, okay. I'm wearing elf ears, which I always wear. I'm wearing blue mascara, but not any eyeliner. I'm wearing a shitload of blush in really weird places, so I look very editorial. I also have a mustache. I'm wearing earrings. I'm wearing a shitload of accessories. And I'm mixing metals, so I'm doing gold and silver because I'm so daring and I'm different. And I have wide leg ass pants on that are, are covered in googly eyes that last night I, in a stroke of genius, decided to fucking cover these pants in, su- in 
googly eyes. Just They're super perfectly spaced, by the way. Thank you so much. It, does, it looks like randomly. Like and an when AI I walk, can do this. they jingle jingle. It's beautiful. And so what is my task? Your task Wait, now. Wait, I'm I'm wearing oh. a corset oh. that my grandma Apologies. gave me. <laughs> and I'm wearing a white silk slip. Basically, I look fucking amazing to do nothing to literally just like sit around and talk to some random fucking queers but like <laughs> I oh we so are to you now good. yes oh and i have a mullet and i have like a full on i look like a redneck if you don't see my outfit like i fully have you a look like every single person from my hometown which is bad because that's you live bad in yeah yeah okay <laughs> And then I have a bunch of random tattoos on me. So you are guessing how many eyes. Including the tattoos? Including tattoos and jewelry. And Do the- you know the answer? Yes. Yes. Okay. I've been told the answer as well. Can you do a 360? There's really none on my back. Okay. Come back around. And there's only two that you cannot see. So I'm subtracting those from the total. Okay. On my sock. <laughs> um, I'm going to say a solid 32. Oh. That's close. Oh, really? That's very close. 40! <laughs> I was 8 off! Alright, alright. But that was, that that was, was close. Right. Everyone else was guessing like 20 something. Yeah. That's stupid. No, that's... on my pants alone is 24 or 25. Yeah, that's And like I just bought a thousand more and they will be here tomorrow. A thousand more. I just bought a thousand Nulias of assorted size and I'm never letting anyone fucking rest. And I'm going to be placing them on everything and everyone. If you sleep in my vicinity and your foot is sticking out from under the blankets, I'm putting googly eyes on it. That's if I see awesome. your wiener, I'm putting googly eyes on it. If, <laughs> if I'm hiding in the shower and and I put googly eyes on the floor, face up so they'll stick to your shower shoes. And I, I basically what I'm saying is, there's eyes everywhere. They and are soon always watching. I'm gonna make them real. Liana, you are Big Brother now. Yes. The yesification of Big Brother. <laughs> wow. Guys, what were we gonna talk? We have some Did items to discuss oh, today. Oh, exciting! Oh my gosh. Uh, so Ace. Uh, has specifically requested to come on this podcast to discuss with me politic. Yes. Um, so Just one. One of politic. them. Politic. Yeah. Just one. Uh, which means there will be some discussion of that today. You guys want to know what politic means in, in Latin? Poly means many. Yes. And tick means like it's like a blood-sucking creature. Yes. So politics. Many blood-sucking Yeah. Which is accurate that to how feels it presents. Incorrect. That feels no, actually. No, I'm right. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm fucking with you. I'm pretty sure Romans didn't know what ticks were. That's probably not true. <laughs> you need to yell at. <laughs> I'm really passionate about ticks. About Roman ticks. <laughs> about ticks. Um. Uh. I don't know. Someone speak. <laughs> uh. Yeah. So. Uh, just a, a question that I guess I, I wanted to lead into this discussion with is that we, off of the podcast, have discussed at varying lengths some political things in the past, um, and I have come away with a perception of your ideology, and I would like to guess and see how close it comes to what you personally view it to be. I would love that so much. Okay. So, I think, based on what I know, you are very much a person who is economically on the left. You are also socially on the left. Uh, However, to what degree are you those things? I think... That is the real question. 
question. I think that you are about as socially progressive as you can like possibly get. Um, and I think that I stopped paying attention. I'm sorry. Perhaps, uh, in my brain at least, you are less economically left than a person like myself. Your brain is like your you voice. I'm- is like Maybe. a metronome. We're going to find out. Are you a communist? Sage. Are you going to help me take the political compass test? I'm not. We've uh, already done that. Your uh, voice is like a metronome. That's awesome. Is that I'm common? going to fall asleep in two minutes. <laughs> How have you lasted 12 episodes? I don't know. Talk better and more entertainingly. <laughs> uh, you think I'm no, less economically no. Let me, uh, so... How I would personally define my own ideology is I am a libertarian socialist. Fair. Um, I make fun of libertarians a little bit. Yes, and I... What the fuck? (laughs) That was beautifully timed! Yeah! Uh, Yeah, literally. There is a, a, a definition conversation we can have there because I definitely agree that in the modern understanding of what libertarian means, that being right-wing libertarian, mm. it's gross and funny. Yes, it's hilarious. Um, it's, but, a, it's hilarious to watch them boo uh, driver's licenses. Yes. The original libertarians, uh, the where the word comes from politically was from the French Revolution, I believe. Fact check me on this, listeners, if I'm incorrect. Nobody cares! Um, Shut up, Lana. But... You I, could just get up here and this, fucking lie. This Nobody I do need uh, to, or th- not need. This I do know to be true. Uh, that libertarian was an ideology that was originally equated with the left, um, and that is how I uh, view the lens of it. Um, and I think that you are likely similar to that. I do not see. You are correct. Yes. Eighteen fifty-seven. Pierre French Joseph. Revolution. Ah. Fuck yeah. Okay, cool, I am right. Um, But I think that I don't see a lot of authoritarianism in you, so I think that you're also in green square land in a mystical point that may be similar to my own. You are certainly not very far out of orbit. You know that... No, I can't. The yassification of Sage. She's asking. Um, There was a... um, I took the political compass test. And you know how mm-hmm. they show, like, famous people and where yes. they fall? I think I was, like, directly above, um... <coughs> Noam Chomsky? Noam Chomsky. Yes. Chomsky little gnome! <laughs> That's what Pull you up are. and Chomskying their gnomes. Literally! She gnome in my Chomsky, dude! Uh, that is a wonderful position for you to be in. She going, don't fit on my acquit. Uh. I was nearly a communist about a year and a half ago. Interesting, yeah. I'm gonna start a Not so more, not anymore. My uncle actually runs a nudist colony. No freaking way. Yeah, his name is Dan Cross. I beg people. Oh my god, my Yas pill timer! Yas! I know someone whose house that their parents bought used to be a nudist colony. That's so much fun. And they bought like a good chunk of the property, like the part with the house on, and they live there, and it was a nudist colony, and it has like, I don't know, it's like, what the fuck? Are there like no closets or anything? Oh, that'd be so funny. I don't know, I've never actually fucking been to their house, but like... No one's allowed to be closeted at a nudist colony. Your mind? Is that water in a Gatorade bottle? It is. You're so sustainable! (laughs) Let's talk about individual... Let's talk about individual responsibility in sustainability for a second. It's... Okay. 
fucking stupid. Yes. There are my two points. Good. Yes, it's great to recycle. Yes, it's great to, like, reduce your own thing. But you are not personally responsible for climate change. You are not personally responsible to fix the earth. That is what large corporations and fucking politicians want you to think. That way you're so busy guilt-tripping yourself and guilt-tripping others that you forget to hold people like fucking BP and Elon Musk who's taking fun trips to the moon and fucking Mars for no reason. Yes. And not hold them accountable. Yes. I think that it's <clears throat> arguably just as effective or maybe more effective to, as an individual person, to go out and try to make change in the world that would lower the world's carbon footprint and corporations' carbon footprint. I think that might be more useful than you on an individual level, like, recycling. and like. Yes, I would 100% agree with right? that. Right? I'm such a smart cookie. Um, Do you have any cookies? No, I ate it all. So I have exciting. cookies. I can give you cookies after the podcast is over. I would over. love cookies. You're very welcome. Thank you so much. Um, but in oh, a similar vein... I going to be like, where's my cookie? I've been a very brave little boy. If you've made it through all 11 of the previous episodes of this podcast... I'm in love with you. You have been a very brave little boy, and <laughs> you do deserve a cookie. You do. Uh, <laughs> Unless like, okay, you're trans Elon, feminine, and you've been listening. a very brave little girl. I know Ilana's listening, I know HUD is listening, and after, like, those two people, like, genuinely, it's probably no one's gonna be left by this point. Either that, or we'll be, we'll go from niche internet micro-celebrities to celebrity. Yeah, we pop off. Episode 12, this point, we're already- I have a mansion. I'm gonna plug this in my gay little Harry Potter TikTok. My pod? Yes. Yes! Aren't you, like, famous? So it kind of helps. I am a niche micro You literally are. Like, by cosplaying Remus Lupin. It's so great. Go touch grass! I... Okay, you guys are saying really smart things. I, I was I decided to say something smarter, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, can go that was very intelligent. I'm intelligent. You are. You get smarter when you're high. I'm drinking these Fruit Loops. I want to hear your thoughts on okay. individual sustainability. Yeah, so I 100% agree with you. Um, to the point where I don't even need to, like, say anything more. You've just said all of the points that I would make were I to present the, a similar argument. Wow. Uh, but in a similar vein to individual responsibility, um, there was a point that I wanted to touch on... Uh, with something that I have now forgotten and should have written I down. I forgore. Uh, we do a little forgoring on I this forgore. pod. I <laughs> uh, If it comes back to me, I'm sure I will uh, let you know and remember, because it was an interesting idea. Do you guys want to know the saddest news ever? Yes. Like the sad, like the super sad? Yes. Yes. My stizzy's dying. Oh! It's so upsetting. That's tragic. Yeah. Truly. Wait, I'm looking for the womp, 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 womp. Oh. SpongeBob. <laughs> That's a different one, but it's... it's well, it you, you already had it with your mind. It was pretty good. Yes. Um, you know what makes me think of my grandparents' house? What makes you think of your grandparents' house? Sprite. Interesting. Huh? Speak to that. Because growing up as a child, I was very, like, sheltered, hippie, homeschool there's no cereal in the house type thing, right? <laughs> but, but, someone take that away from them. No, but I just, every episode, fuck you. I never. The soundboard is now in more episodes than it's not. <laughs> I had never had soda, and so my grandparents would always give me Sprite, and that makes me think of them. Soda hurts my mouth really bad. I don't like carbonated drinks of any kind. 
Weird. I like actually the only thing that I drink like ever mm-hmm. is water, like straight up. I drink milk occasionally. Like straight up. Occasionally. Ah! Oh God, I'm angry. I'm two years old. <laughs> yeah. I want mommy. I want milk. I want to be held. I want to be comforted. Are you tell me those things aren't to be sought after. <laughs> Not at nineteen years old. People for not being able to tolerate lactose, but what are you doing drinking straight milk? I like I, I hardly ever do. Literally, this is your <laughs> <laughs> fucking SCP. One day, one day the soundboard will break, and then we'll have some peace. This yeah. is Sage drinking milk. It's not. Yeah, it is. Okay, that's me drinking milk, guys. <laughs> on the milk jug uh, that is in front of them. <laughs> oh, okay, keep going. Uh, uh, how are we supposed to move on from this point? Dude, I have <laughs> actually no idea. Um, something we were talking about the other night uh, at dinner uh, was this massive fucking thread that I saw got posted about every single thing that Joe Biden has done that is terrible and bad and wrong and stupid uh, and awful. Oh, yes! yes. Um, and I want to know your thoughts on that more thoroughly than what I got the other night because um, it's a very interesting thing I think with lots of people that are like politically interested and especially like in younger generations of there's a lot often lots of sentiment like uh, a person like myself uh, who objectively said like Donald Trump, Joe Biden, both terrible, awful, even hu- evil human beings. I refuse to vote for either of them. I voted green. Uh, you voted green? I did. I will explain that. Uh, I think that because we were in California... It didn't really it matter. Yeah. objectively didn't matter. Um, it was always going to, to be a blue state, always go to allowed. Biden. I think that's allowed. It is allowed. Um, and <laughs> but if you're during, in a swing state, it's not allowed. Of course, yes. Uh, and during the election, I made uh, the case to... Uh, whoever would listen to me that's like, it might actually even be more impactful if you are in a state like California to vote green than to uh, vote blue or do anything else because uh, third parties, uh, if they reach a certain vote threshold, uh, receive X amount more federal funding. Oh, um, yeah. Which means that like contributing to... Uh, get a total vote of a third party to, uh, what the threshold is, 5%, uh, is potentially more impactful than in the state like California, for example, which is going to go two-thirds blue uh, every so single time. That is so fucking smart. Um, but it's certainly a sentiment as well, because uh, I faced a lot of pushback, like, presenting that argument a lot uh, from people that are like, no, you don't understand, like, okay, yes, Biden is bad, but, like, Trump is literally Satan and we must do everything well, no, in our power a, there, right there's, now there's, immediately. There's, there's a difference between, like, because you already knew that Biden was going to win. Yes. You, you're going to win, he's going to win California, and what you, how you vote is not going to matter because Biden's going to win California. And so what you're doing is playing, you're playing chess and they're playing checkers. 
That's correct. I'm so smart and intelligent all the time, and they are all foolish and wrong all exactly. the time. Exactly, yes! <laughs> See, the, I... It's everyone else who is wrong. Male. <laughs> Male moment. <laughs> um, but yeah, my... Uh... I I I find that uh, very interesting and intelligent, and I think that I find it really boring and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> no, I probably agree with Ace. Um, yeah, no, I would. I mean, I would just that I learned something that was interesting. Yeah, uh, but wait, my wait, point wait, in wait, wait, mentioning wait, all of wait, this wait, was wait, wait. yes. I would love a build up. I would like a question. <laughs> We've reached common ground. Um, <laughs> my point in mentioning that was, like, you went through and read this thread. Um, did anything, like, specifically stand out to you um, that you saw? I don't know how thoroughly you looked into it at all, if you wanted to see it again. Um, Probably see it again if I were asked to be, like, speak You guys want to go thing, through but, it together? But um, one of the things that I noticed the most was just, like, continuation of a lot of the shit that Trump was doing that yes. Biden promised to end. Correct. Which is interesting because I probably could look into it more, but I really think that a lot of those things you could end without, you know, there being like some drawback or whatever. Yes, that is actually absolutely correct. Uh, this is something that I've done a hefty amount of research into, um, into saying like, if you as a politician were to win the office of president and have none of the other offices or branches of government be in the same allegiance with you. Like for example, if Bernie became president, the entire Democrat democratic establishment does not want to agree with him right. or work with him. So how much can you do uh, with your executive office oh, uh, with executive orders? And the answer is, so many things. Um, it's common sentiment very often in this country that uh, the judicial branch is the most powerful uh, branch of government since if you control the judicial branch, it's like, you know, you have the most time in memoriam uh, sort of control of politics. Mm -hmm. um, as well as one of the most effective ones. And you can just say, no, this is not allowed, we veto this. Mm -hmm. um, but... Uh, the president's ability to executive order is almost unchallenged. Um, and every single branch of government, to some extent, can uh, wield powers of the others. Uh, so it is the job of the executive office to uh, do things that are not legislative or judicial, but executive order is an explicitly legislative act. Right. Um, and the judicial thing they get, the president gets to do as well is uh, pardon people uh, or influence laws in uh, in that manner. And we saw Trump pardoning a lot of people. Uh, just yes. Not so pardonable. Um, the continuation of a lot of things that Trump has done uh, through Biden's office is an entirely avoidable um, prospect and consequence um, of like Ronald Reagan's thirteenth thousandth term in office right um it's the same 19 eras 1980s era um brand of politics of you know austerity and uh like global capitalism um but it's interesting to to note a lot of that because uh this is something that uh people recognized under the obama administration as well uh there was often cases um where 
the previous Republican president would do X terrible thing, and then the incumbent, <laughs> or sorry, not the incumbent, the new Democratic president. Uh, Say incumbent again. Incumbent. Are you okay? Do you need like Do you need like something to play with? <laughs> this is fine. I... Or I can keep jiggling the eyes on my pants. Jiggle the eyes. Jiggle the eyes. Yeah. You guys like this ASMR? I love it. Uh, they can maybe hear that. Okay. <laughs> like this ASMR. Um, but the new Democratic president would not only continue the thing, but actually make it worse. Right. Uh, so when, make everything worse. when George Bush was in office, <laughs> okay. deportations. Uh, exploded because he made the Office of ICE a thing, which literally did not exist until 2003. Um, oh, but uh, deportations under Obama were actually worse than they were under Bush. Right. And in fact, were the worst of any president in the history of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's been several Obama cases man. of um, a similar thing happening during Joe Biden's presidency where things have actually been made worse. Uh, for example, the military budget mm-hmm. has still gotten bigger we under just, Joe Biden. I mean, the military is stupid. The yes. military is one of the, is the most unnecessary thing that the American <laughs> government spends money on. That is correct. Uh, and this is the area that I actually focus the most this uh, I've done. Oh, that's true. I agree. This I've done like the most effort and put the most research into this specific issue of like U.S. foreign policy. Um, this is the thing that I care the most about changing. I think it is the single most impactful factor on human life that exists mm-hmm. in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Military spending. The uh, military is the number one proponent of climate change of yeah. any institution on the planet. They yeah. kill more people than Dude, any institution the on the planet. Of like, um, ooh. Oof. Exactly. They are not talked about hardly in any media. You're wearing in any an army way. green puffer jacket and an army green t-shirt, and earlier you were wearing an army green mask. You fucking shill. What? I'm sorry. You these order are, things off Amazon. These so. are tree colors. <laughs> You're really funny. Liana needs attention. We have. Why do you think I'm on a podcast? We have topics to rain Leona in in a second here. Oh, no way! Um, but uh, th- that uh, issue of, like, how do you prioritize, like, different things in politics, I think is very interesting, especially yeah. among younger voting individuals, because they seem to prioritize, uh, like, race and gender and things like this a lot, perhaps more heavily than a lot of, like, class-related <laughs> issues, and especially foreign policy. Um, I have a question. Where Obama was, like, completely ignored on, like, how terrible and awful his drone strike policy was. 100. Man is really a war criminal. Yeah. Leon has a question. What is your question? What's the difference between a plank and a platform? Not in a carpentry way, but in a political, political way. A plank? A plank? Yeah. I've never I've heard, never of heard really? that term in politics. Oh, in man, my they life. use it synonymously. Like, when, with, when, when someone's running for office, usually they'll be like, oh, these are some of my planks, and it's like positions they take on things. What's the difference between a oh. plank and a platform? You know what I mean? Sure. I mean, I guess a plank is... Like what, would why maybe be just fuck? like a position yeah, that you have that you like plank? don't back okay, down on. So like, this a is a plank, core belief if, of my. If that's what a plank is, then that just means that's all your opinions. But people will run on platforms, which is pretty much like one or two very specific Policy. issues that are the most important to them and that they think oh. will like appeal the most to their voters. You are such a fucking smart cookie, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was just curious to see what your thoughts on 
issue prioritization were, if that's something you've ever thought about before? Uh, in terms of <coughs> what? Uh, like, how you personally prioritize different issues, like, you know, Medicare for All, I fight for this more than I fight for, like, mm. you know, ending the military-industrial complex. Yeah, I think, I think currently... <coughs> um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> currently, one of the uh, biggest, ish, biggest uh, prioritizations that I think our, our generation have, younger voters and more uh, leftist voters, is um, increase in taxes. People are very, very focused on taxes and like basically kind of like the taking away of billionaires um which of course ties into global warming and climate change and um generally critical race theory hopefully um goddamn crt (laughs) but i think like probably one of the things i prioritize uh the most is um yes taxes most definitely taxes. I don't know, taxation and, is stuff. Just kidding. And um, the revival, I, I'm really, really into education politics, and mm. I think the revival of a lot of um, educational, like, funds and organizations that, like, are centered around bringing better schools back to areas that don't have a lot of good schools or don't have schools at all. I mean, teaching's so underfunded and underpaid and the teachers are just so crappy. I mean, I've heard half a million horror stories about uh, terrible, terrible teachers. So, education is definitely up there. That's good. I think that education's like, it's in, is it in my top three? It's certainly in my top five. Um, It's... I think, like, one of the things that I can get, like, Republicans or conservatively-minded individuals to agree with me the most about, other than drug legalization, is saying, like, hey, if you want people to participate in your capitalist economy, maybe you should not throw obscene debt that they can never pay back. Um, So they can actually contribute into your insane gambling economy. I'm pissed at Biden about is uh, promising or insinuating uh, like student um, loans releasals and free public university. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't made any inch towards that. He hasn't mentioned it since he ran and I'm still upset about that. Yeah, um, that was always an issue. I mean, I mean this, is, this is a perspective <laughs> that I've held ever since like I started like really getting invested in politics, but if you are a person who takes any amount of corporate money at all whatsoever, I will never, ever trust you to do any good thing ever. Hmm. Uh, which means that, like, <laughs> when I hear somebody like Joe Biden say, you know, like, I want to cancel X amount of student loan debt, I say, okay, I don't believe you until you do that. Yeah, I think I think that's one thing that's really... Um upsetting trend around our generation and I think probably it's just been this way it's like uh politics has become a lot more um I can't really say that that's not true I just grew up around politics has always been uh, volatile um but is like the I idolization of politicians yes and we see this a huge amount with AOC not one word that you've spoken in the last 20 minutes has been English how even we're like half an hour. Like Love it's it. not English. Um, we see this a lot with AOC, where mm-hmm. 
she will make certain promises or appeal to certain viewpoints and then not do not much. Not actually yeah. deliver on that. And a lot of people will be very, very upset because she's, like, their ideal, you know, person of the people. But that's how politicians, especially Congress people, operate is giving and taking. And a lot of the time, it's part of the job to vote and support things that you don't support. So other people will support your items. It's basically just all one big game of strategy. It's like a elementary school, like popularity contest. Yes. And I think that the often the element that people like AOC will miss like frequently is that they have a lot more bargaining power and ability to throw their weight around than they think that they do. Um, because they command such an enormous audience of people. Like, they are a celebrity figure, a, a voice. Like, if you see fucking uh, Senator Tim Kaine give an address, 30 people are going to tune in. If AOC plays Amogus, she gets fucking half a million people to watch. Among Us? Yeah. Um Wait. So, I think that through the use of the bully pulpit, it's entirely possible to play what is coined as the inside-outside game. What are you saying? Um, where you use your influence and uh, political figure as an insider to influence people on the outside to make change. And this is something that I think Bernie always knew how to do mm -hmm. and would have executed if you were in office. Um, this is a scenario that I've talked about, not on this podcast actually before, but a lot, um, where, for example, Bernard Sanders is in office, executes all of the executive orders that he can that are objectively positive, and lets that simmer for however much time seems reasonable for that to take an effect in the country and the economy. Mm -hmm. And then, at when that point is, you give a national address. This is like a heavily advertised thing that's like going to happen. You get on screen in front of everybody and say, okay, I've done everything that is in my power as president to do. I've feasibly done every single executive order that I can manage. Now, I want every single one of you to... Occupy Wall Street, occupy shipping lanes, every single thing that is a major import or export point uh, in the United States economy that will cripple funding to politicians, I need you to stand there and exist in that position in order for those industries to shut down. And when those industries shut down, the corporations can no longer pay the politicians. And when the politicians don't have any money... They will say, okay, I want my money back. Let me be amicable to whatever policy positions you might be interested in proposing. Maybe we can compromise. And I Whoa. think that that kind of political mobilization... Is this the inside-outside game? ...is very much something that people like AOC are capable of commanding, like but often, I would say, not necessarily choose not to, but perhaps are not aware that they can choose. I think they Sage, can. you just blew my fucking mind. Yeah. Christ! Why have we set up a system that works this way? This is so fucking inefficient and stupid. Dab me up! Woo! Yeah. Existence is a curse! Come here to get radicalized. Welcome to the rad pod. Realize, oh realize, realize. Hells yeah. That. Oh wait, are those fruit marshmallows? Yes. There's marshmallows in yes. there? Yes. I'll die and you cry want some? and 
pull my hair out. We are now eating on the podcast. I've been fucking eating. I know. It's not a new occurrence. I'm not even trying to stop. Out of a mug all episode. I would like like the viewers to know that I have been getting progressively not as sober as I was. And so that's why if I say things, they don't make sense. No, I become such a sense maker when I'm high. You do become smarter. I don't I, become a sense maker. Okay. I become smarter. Let's bring in I, topics that Liana's interested in. Oh, yes! Yeah, let's I let's love bring this you game. back into the, com- into the conversation. Um, you know what? I like that salt lamp the first day. So, today uh, was a day where there was supposed to be a strike on uh, our yes. university campus, so we which we will not about. link to. Uh, are we not? Uh, not we can, because it's a we current were... event, and right now it's uh, we November 17th. I'm, I'm talking about this to segue into something yeah. else. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, but they canceled our classes they, because of it. They canceled our classes because of it, and thus we existed in a very vegetative state on this day of ours. And I would we like to throw that back out, bro. from last Fuck. Thursday to now. Fuck. We have been in a state of disarray and Man. cave-dwelling. Okay, so basically, my awesome, amazing Lily friend who was on the podcast yesterday, not yesterday. Last week. Yeah, they know. Um, lives right next door to me, which is really nice. And uh, Lily has two roommates, like, it's just her and one other roommate, but the room is a triple, so they always have an extra bed, and the roommate is out of town First, it was just for, like, the weekend, but then the roommate's trip keeps getting extended for, like, more and more days and weeks, and it's now going to go until, apparently, after Thanksgiving break, and right now it's, like, that's, like, in, like, one or two weeks. That's, like, in a week, So, basically, I've been sleeping over at Lily's house. Okay. I'm not gay. You're gay. Um, the diamond fell off my necklace. It's okay. It was fake. Uh, I was sleeping over there, and, like, when I'm over there, all we do is just fucking, like... Go to a legal distance off campus and smoke a shit ton of weed, and like basically sit around in that room, like wrapped up in our little blankets, playing video games and just like eating candy and literally not using our prefrontal cortex once. And it's fucking awesome. Slipping back into like a a lower level of functioning. Yeah, we become single celled fucking organisms in that room. Prokaryotic. And then for some reason, because like we had a couple days off of school and then we were also just like well because it was veterans day so we had a thursday off then we all decided to skip school on friday so that was like a four-day weekend that we did nothing we did not leave that fucking room it was like our entire friend group was like i was slept over and a couple of us like were sleeping over every night but I slept like over during the day during the day literally i haven't slept in my own bed in a week but during the day there would be like up to like six or seven people in there just sitting and rotting and decomposing and it was so fucking awesome we we watched uh real housewives of georgia a couple times i believe british baking show Mm. and we literally did nothing it was fucking amazing and then we just like keep extending our our stay our amoeba time period and i have very recently received in the mail this this sounds like it's sponsored go buy a fucking comfy it's just called the comfy it looks it's heavenly. So, you can try it on, actually. I would love to. You can. It feels like a fucking cloud. Okay, so basically, 
uh, one of my mom's friends, what a sweet, sweet soul, literally goat of all time, mails me for Hanukkah, even though it's like, that's two weeks from now, this fucking thing. It's basically, it's a hoodie, but it's super oversized. If I usually wear like a large or medium in hoodies, this would be like an XXL. It's like super oversized and it's super thick fabric. Yeah, I think it's like padded like a quilt and it goes down to like almost my knees, like a little bit above my knees and it's a hoodie. And it, on the outside has this really like soft velvety fabric and on the inside has like woolly, sheepy, you know what I mean? Like that fabric that's like... It's fucking awesome. Pure fuzz. Like it literally feels like you're in a fucking cloud. And I literally am walking around. All I have underneath is like booty shorts and like a shirt. So it looks like I'm just in this huge fucking hoodie. It dwarfs the shit out of me. It makes me look like such a little small person. You look But so you tiny. can... The amount of knives I could hide on my person under that hoodie is... Are you, all, are you always thinking about the amount of times you can hide yes. your person? Oh my god, guess how many sharp objects I have on me today. Three. Seven. Seven? Or, well, are you counting improvised weapons? I am. Okay. <laughs> so, Ace, if I was wearing my jacket, you would have been right. Two. Uh, Sage, you are correct. I am just right? Straight up. I That's think upsetting. so. Well, okay, because this this really sharp ring could be an improvised weapon. It could. Uh, both my earrings could be because they're eye shaped and that sharp. This key could be. This key could be. I could strangle someone with this scarf. How many am I at? That's not sharp though. That's not sharp. It's deadly. Oh, it's not sharp. you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, and then I have. This ring with a punch. I said two earrings. I said this. I said this. This is a brooch. I could take the pin out, and I can stab someone with that. How many am I at? Uh, Five. It's close, yeah. Oh, Liana is now just circling their body, <laughs> trying to find sharp I objects. I like forgot. I remember. We do a I remember knowing the number when I put my thing on. I what still I remember the thing I was uh, going to talk four about. Day vegetative okay, yeah. So we just fucking did nothing. I, I'm not even really falling behind on classes because like I have skipped, I think only once this whole time, and that professor like uploads the slides so I can find. And our classes got canceled again today because of the, the strike. strike that also the last got time, ended up happening. The last time I think we'll have classes is maybe Friday and then Monday and then there's, um, or Tuesday, and then there's the uh, break. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, so we're like, we're, we're hurtling Whoa. towards the end. And uh, then uh, we actually have to leave campus by the 11th. We do. Of yeah. December? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's potentially doxing, but I mean, literally, who cares? I know it's fucking more doxing. people live on this campus Wait, than lived in my entire town. Do they not know where we are? Uh, they probably like they, they could guess do. at this point. I feel like it would be so obvious. It might. Yeah. I, do we fucking care? Though? I mean, just no, look we don't. at any this of your social media. That's also. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only place we promote it too. So yeah, they all know. Okay. Yeah. Um. Fucking speaking of promotion, just something I want to speak about like a tiny little bit because this is what will be ancient history by the time this podcast goes live mm. um but the league of legends anime aired on netflix it is not over oh my fucking god touch a boob please <laughs> thanks for that See, I, I would love to be into anime i watched um no you wouldn't you wouldn't i'm not i watched anime. um i, like I want to eat your appendix, I think it's called. And I know it's a really fucking weird name, <laughs> but it comes from this tradition of if you 
eat someone, if you give someone their appendix and they eat it, they'll be cured of sickness or something like that. Okie dokie. <laughs> Alright. Um, but it, it made me sob so hard. Can I tell you guys the storyline? Yeah. Okay, spoilers for I Want to Eat Your Pancreas. I think that's what it's called. Um... No, I've been saying appendix. It's pancreas. Um, anyway, so basically this dude bumps into this girl, very meet cute, very, like, adorable, in a library. Ew, heteros can never be adorable. But anyway, he quickly discovered, like, they've been, they've been hanging out for, like, a while, and, um, like, just kind of being like, oh, you're cute, oh, you're cute. And then he discovers that she's, like, terminally ill, because one day she just, like, breaks down and faints, and he has to go to the hospital with her. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's, it's, it's all anime, you know, and it's very, like, dramatic, and yeah, you yeah. see their relationship growing, and there's this great scene in the hotel where they're just kind of, like, being sweet to each other. It's really great, and it captures teenage, like, uh, awkwardness, so great. But anyway, she's progressively getting sicker, and we know, like, she's, like, in her last day, like, she maybe has, like, a month left, but they have all of these things they're planning to do, like, in the next couple days to get them done before she dies, right? And so they got into a fight, and then he asked her to meet him at this top of the hill, and she never arrives, and he's, like, waiting and waiting, and he walks down, and he finds out that she's been stabbed by, like, a bunch of random muggers in the city as he's heading to, as she's heading to meet him. And then, and then she fucking dies, and he has to go to her funeral, and, like, she was going to die anyway, but the fact that it happened, like, before they got to do all these things, and while they're in the middle of the fight before they ever got to apologize, was so fucking viscerally upsetting. I sobbed so hard. Damn. That is the only anime I've ever watched, except for, like, Studio Ghibli movies. That's no! I want to fuck Ryuk from Death Note. Continue. Okay. Touch a boob, okay? <laughs> Ryuk's in my mouth now. Okay, um, but just briefly mentioning this, because League of Legends is a game I've played, like, a little bit. Uh, it's not, like, one of the main games that I've played. My entire friend group, uh, oh growing God. up played it. Who fucking cares? <laughs> When you say these things, it does not help me to end faster. I want you to know that. I know. I literally just like to be a bitch. Yeah. You're just annoying on purpose. (laughs) Yeah. You finally understand. I do. Um, We discovered uh, a while ago that Liana just lies for fun often. That sounds fun. It's so fun. It's so fun. Have I not already talked about this? Whenever Uh, We probably have, yeah. Whenever, like, people... I don't know or around me and are starting conversations with me. I don't even think about it. Automatically, I just, like, gaslight them. <laughs> I love gaslighting my friends randomly. <laughs> no, and, or yeah, my friends, but, like, if people are just, like, asking shit about me, I just, like, lie. And it's, like, not really funny objectively because I'm the only person who, like, knows that there is even a joke. It's like an inside joke with yourself. But yes! Literally it is. And I think I'm so fucking hilarious when, like, some fucking frack guy will try and hit on me and be like, um, what, like, what's your name? And I'll be like, I know, like, it's Steven. And, like, <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, where you, where do you go to school? I'll be like, uh, I work at the nunnery over there. And, like, I don't know, I just think it's funny. And people will just believe you. If you say things with enough conviction. People will just mm-hmm. believe you, yeah. And you just say it with confidence. Mm-hmm. Yes! I am mentally healthy. Me too! Yes, speaking into existence. Self-undiagnosing myself. I'm normal. Yep. Um, I reject this diagnosis. But I, I bring the anime up because it's it's tangentially related to Dota, which you is a, a game that I've... bring the anime up because you're a virgin. <laughs> that I've played a lot. Tangentially related to what? Uh, Dota 2, a game that I've played a lot. Um, and I thought, uh, because Dota also had an anime that released about a year ago at this point, to be honest. It's been a long time. Um, that I thought was, like, pretty good. 
Um, it is like a, a decently interesting story where the animation was like kind of lacking in some areas. Um, but despite me like not really giving a fuck about League of Legends, I really enjoyed the anime a lot. I think it was like really solid as someone who doesn't What's like anime. What's the story of League of Legends? Uh, it's complex sort of to explain. Basically, it's like a, mm -hmm. a sisterhood like growing up in like shitty times kind of story. Um, Who's the legend? Huh? Who's the legend? What do you mean? <laughs> it's a League of Legends. Which one's oh, the legend? Which one's the legend? Technically all of them. There's like 180 at this point. The they keep adding Legendary. new characters who's to league, league like every other weekend. Who's in the League? Which is why it's impossible to play. Who's in the League? Um, who's in the League? Who's in the League? Draven. What's in the what box? Is that? <laughs> Dude, whoever whoever things. got that got that. Dude, you um, just say things. No, but when, um, I always make sense. Yeah, um, but yes. basically, I just make pop culture. Uh, even if you understand. are not interested in games, if you're not interested in anime, I would yeah. actually recommend it as a show. Um, and I don't recommend it in the same. way I don't that recommend I it if you ever want to see a boob. Uh, but yeah, it's that's that's a recommend. Sage likes video me. game anime. Yeah, he does, and he recommends it. Um, Liana. What? In our topics channel, uh -huh. you wrote the word neuroplasticity. <laughs> what did you mean by that? I forgot. Okay, wait. <laughs> Let me try and beam into the machine. <laughs> Give me just a second. They're going into the machine. I'm beaming into the machine. Oh my god. Because uh, we, have, we have a lot of Liana-related topics <laughs> to round out this episode of Hours With. Oh. Okay, so I don't really remember because I was really fucked up when I typed that, but basically I think neuroplasticity is really cool. And what I mean by that is like the ability of the brain to like bounce back after things and like if you cut out half of the brain like it'll still work and like I think it's really interesting. So everyone speak. Liana, <laughs> <laughs> that is the most intelligent thing you've said in the entire podcast. Is it? No. <laughs> I'm so smart. I'm a smart cookie. You, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of being smart and cookies... Do uh, you know how gifted programs are bullshit? Oh, do you want him? Sure. Yes. I want to hear both of your thoughts on this very badly, actually. I feel like you both have thoughts. Um, how do you... What do you mean by gifted programs? Like, like specifically, like, gate or, like... Yeah. Like, in schools, where they put you, they're like, oh, you're smarter than all the rest of the elementary school children, so we're gonna put you in a special elementary school children who are gonna develop big heads. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, you shit like this you is something like that I actually personally experienced. Um, fam, fam, fam. In, in my math class in sixth grade, uh, they moved me uh, to, like, a different room with, like... The little Scottish boy is too good at the mathematics! <laughs> That's what they said. That's what they said. <laughs> they were right about that. And then they were wrong, like, really quick, yeah, also. Literally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was... Because they don't really teach you anything more than other kids are learning, I think, in my opinion. Well, we're gonna... I'm gonna they get into that. They teach you it in a more annoying way. Yeah, and just and more faster. Roundabout. Well... And they just tell you you're so much better than everyone else without teaching you to... It's terrible. ...and be better than everyone else. Yes, it's objectively yeah. shitty and bad. Um But they basically, in my experience, put me and three of my other friends in a room together put the textbook that we were going to be learning in the class down and said, go, yeah, yeah. and left the room. Yeah. We did not receive instruction this entire sixth grade. We just, like, learned how to do the math that was in the book together, the four of us. Yeah. You guys in elementary school, 
Which is and that's skill. why I'm it, bad at math Which now. is fucked up of them to do, but if you were an adult, that would be like a good skill to like put you in a room and make you like learn things with other people. I could get behind that. If yes, this is a, a this kid. is a theory that I've always subscribed to for a really long time. Is like a more collective learning environment. Um, this is something that a dude uh, pa- uh, Paulo Freire has <gasps> has talked about. That was one of required readings that I didn't fucking do. Yeah. Um, I actually I knew about him before we were taking this this course Dr. that we all Burkett, just went up about. If you're listening and I'm really famous, you are the best teacher I've had in my life. That's fucking cool. Um, Shout out to that guy. If my dad is listening right now, I know it's pronounced Freira. Freira? Oh, yeah, because okay. that's Portuguese. Oh my god. Or, no, 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 no. Wait, it's Freire. Freire. Yes. Freire. Freire, okay. Yes, yes, that was uh, Portuguese. Him uh, mm-hmm. was a prolific uh, educational scholar in the 1960s in Brazil um, who advocated for a very, uh, like, collective and socialized process of education where from a young age you would like collaboratively work out problems uh in a anti-hierarchical structure where the teacher has no more authority than the people in the classroom if my high school routine was like my kindergarten routine i would have learned everything so much better yeah could you imagine getting to school and the first thing they prioritize is feeding you Mm -hmm. and then you get to like read something and then everyone gets to talk about it and it's really engaging and then you go and you like do some work with all your friends and then you get play time and then you get fucking nap time and then you get to eat again that's college that is college it's yeah that's literally college um but it's interesting how our system operates right now which is very almost the antithesis of that in that i have had this opinion since before i learned about uh uh frere um who I've now not pronounced correctly again. Um, okay. <laughs> Audience does not fucking. Care. They probably don't. Audience yeah. is asleep right now. Audience is doing their fucking. Audience thinks that me correcting the pronunciation was pretentious. Everybody say I. Audience is either fucked up on literal drugs, doing their homework, or sleeping. So raise I your hand if you're doing your homework. It's Elon. Raise your hand. Raise Do your it. hand right now. Right now. In your dorm. Right now. With your parents in the room. Nobody else is. Nobody else is looking at you. Raise your hand. Um, but I think, yes! I think that our present learning system is inherently individualistic and competitive. I hate that shit so fucking much, man. I Making think learning competitive is insane to do. It made me a bad person. <laughs> yes. It, it, if you've ever heard of this term of academic bullying before, like, oh, you got like a C on that this test, like you're dumb as fuck, you're dumb as bricks. That kind of shit is so pervasive in our educational culture, and it is, like, truly disgusting. Especially Um, just the way that we have the whole system set up where, I don't know if it felt like this for you guys, but it felt like C's were failing, and B's weren't enough, and, like, A's were the average. Correct. Okay, yes. Um, And that might not have been the case for for everybody, but I think that this whole kind of uh, education, like, style is actually relatively new this is all george w bush era no child left behindism which we are all just the first test subjects of explain the no child left behind thing to me because all i remember from that was i could not watch disney channel or uh nickelodeon or cartoon network i think as a kid because they had passwords on them my parents but i could watch pbs kids and they would always say no child left behind and it would always say viewers like you thank you and that's what I know No Child Left Behind from. But what is that? Uh, no Child Left Behind is the policy of saying that uh, children in our education system are often, like, you know, for whatever reason, prioritized over others. Thus, we should make uh, education 
a more blocky and like uh, less malleable uh, like sort of structure, more standardized. Exactly. Um, I'm a so freaking genius. Everybody is taking the same kinds of courses. Everybody needs to achieve the same learning outcomes. That's when it all went to shit. Yes, and that's when standardized testing became Boo. super pervasive. Yeah. In society. You know, we're never gonna have to do that shit again. Woo. I do know that. Well, I, I have, have that to take. I have to take the LSAT, which is kind of oh, similar. Oh fuck, you're right. It's okay, similar. well, yeah, so do I. But like, we can do that. We can do the LSAT together. Yeah, we can. It hit me like two days ago. I was like, they are never gonna fucking pull me out of class for weeks at a time to sit down at a computer that doesn't fucking work, and take this. Don't make. Don't let me talk about standardized testing because I'll start throwing things. Yeah, um, but it's even it Fuck, goes. I have fucking ADHD. It goes beyond <laughs> like the pulling you out of class stuff too. Because it's infected how classes themselves operate, where it's yep. like, yep. you will learn all of this information for your chemistry test. You will then take the chemistry test and forget all of the information you just learned. Yep. Because you are learning it to do well on the test, yep. not then, to actually absorb the information and learn yep. from it. 100%. Um, which is a complete misprioritization um, for the express purpose of making people like dumber and less educated so that they cannot challenge the systems of oppression they are put under. Yes, sir. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. But this whole kind of education thing we might have talked about before. I honestly can't fucking remember what topics we have and haven't covered on the podcast at this point. Um, but well, has led to, uh, especially in college, a kind of education inflation situation. Oh, yes! I love that. Um, where because education has become so standardized, it means it's, like, impossible it to stand out. Um, which means that in order to, like, get jobs and be, like, prominent in careers, high school diploma gets you fucking nowhere. And you have to do so much fucking shit. I maintained a 4.0 and did, like, pretty much, like, 300 community service hours oh God, in, like, like the entirety of my like, high school career, I was, like, on all of the committees, I was in several clubs, I was, like, the motherfucking shit, and I wasn't even the best student in my high school, and I didn't even get into Berkeley. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's insane. this year worth Because, true. and I'll talk about this in a second, uh, universities and colleges... Wait, that makes me feel bad for being here, because I have really worse grades than you. <laughs> <laughs> my college resume was short. Literal short. Um, my GPA was, like, three. <laughs> Well, that's, that's if your good. GPA is three, that's not bad. Don't yeah. beat yourself up. No, I up know, but that. like, say yours is four point oh. <laughs> yeah, well, it was actually a three point nine, but oh yeah. my god, wow, <laughs> like okay. Um, but this is a uh, something that I've come to notice through a lot of like. Honestly, super fucking boring research that uh, universities and colleges in the United States operate on the exact same business model as the healthcare industry in Ooh. that they make more Whoa. money by denying you care. No, shut up. If you oh, are willing to pay more for something, it is easier for them to say, okay, we'll accept one person that's paying $50,000 a year than accepting three people who are paying $15,000 a year. We make more money that way because we only have one person we have to house now. That's only one person so we have to like, have classrooms for. They can basically say, you cannot get in unless you're willing to meet this standard of like being able to pay for this or this like standard of 
uh, like debt that we want you to go into to pay for this. Uh, because if there's more bodies in our buildings, we have to pay more out of pocket to oh my God. And think about how get more professors, get more chairs, get more buildings. Think about high school benefits from that. Sports are fucking expensive. Do you guys have any idea how expensive fucking sports are? And that's one of the best ways to get extracurricular stuff and get colleges to notice you. My sister's on the soccer team. It costs an arm and a fucking leg to get the uniforms, the cleats, drive to the practice times, all of the volunteer shit that you have to do as a parent and a family. I played soccer for like 12 years of my life, and I was in Region 69. (laughs) That's fucking awesome. The whole time. And I never really made the connection. It's so fucking stupid yeah so this it's a whole education inflation situation where uh you have to achieve higher and higher and higher standards of like education you have to like get a master's degree you have to get a fucking phd in order to like gain any kind of capital in our economy now and even Uh, if you do get a phd you're not fucking guaranteed a good job no you're not you're over there is Teaching our professor, my professor. Who just had a strike because the lecturers make dog shit. And he yes. has a PhD. Mm-hmm. Yes. He makes, like, I think he makes, like, me- less than minimum wage per year. Yes, certainly. Because if you're a teacher, you also have to oftentimes, like, pay for the materials in your students' courses. The lecturers I get paid an average the, of $20,000 a year. I understand the less than minimum wage thing. Um, minimum wage is uh, $27,000 a year, oh. and the lecturers, on average, get paid $20,000 a year here at Santa Cruz. How, how do they get away with that? Uh, because they're fucked. I mean, they're not really. That's what the strike's about. Um, they've come to tentative terms, I believe, which includes an overall, like, overarching... Wait, but how is it legal for them to pay them only 20 pay a year? I am not certain how it is in the realm of, like, teaching, but you know? the the one that I'm most familiar is with tipped is wages. tipping wages. Yeah, yeah. I get that, but teachers are not fucking tip workers. I right. have no clue. So I'm, I'm unsure of the... I think, oh, I think... On the, way out. the legal not, loophole for that one. Yeah, I'm not sure of the legal loophole, That's but I definitely know how they get people into that position is that they promise a professor yeah. position yeah. in a few years, but nobody ever sticks al- around yeah. long enough to qualify for that because it's unsustainable to work at a job that demands as much as a... Uh, lecturer does for only twenty thousand dollars a year. Right, and that's a a whole system across every single observable capitalist economy structure is that uh, people at the top will make uh, work a precarious thing that is fleeting and goes away quickly in order to make labor cheap. Dude, listen how listen to how like fucked this would be. All right, the situation. You've just finished your undergrad. You're so smart. You're go you're going into your masters cuz you know you want to be like a professor, but you can't fucking teach anywhere if you at least don't have your masters. So you're like in all of this debt now. And so you go to get a job, but the only ones that you that are open to you because you haven't had any experience teaching are lecturers which only pay $20,000 a year. Yeah. Now, unless you're very very young or already have money from your family, you're not going to be able to live sustainably while paying back I'm those gonna loans third eye with $20,000 per year, like, for five years until you can qualify for a fucking professor. And even then, they don't get paid that much. No, still, yeah. So, like, you're paying so much money to get this degree to have a position that does not pay that much. Yeah. Teachers need to be paid more. Yes. Um, this includes high school, middle school, everything. and elementary. Every yeah. single... Elementary school teachers need to get a... 
fucking insane salary. Yeah, I'm sorry. they do. Don't they always like have to clean up barf and shit? Yes. They do with and so they, much shit. They have to buy all like fucking crayons and paper and all that shit. Mm-hmm. That's all out of pocket for them. And preschools are not that well like overseen. Not as at least well as like high schools and stuff like that. They're not held to the same standard. So. Yeah. Um, and, and this is something I meant to touch on earlier, but totally forgot, so I'm going to bring it back now, uh, in reference to, like, George W. Bush-era education reform. Not um, George Bush. Something that came about at the same time is charter schools. Um, I went to a charter school. It was, this is a true and insane fact, uh, Nevada County, where I grew up, is the only county in the United States that has been able to have a positive outcome of charter schools on them. What is a charter school? They can spend their money however they want? They are less limited in like what they're they can do. They're not controlled by the state. Right? They are basically a private uh, institution running education. But they usually with won't make funding. you pay for with it. With state funding. Yes. Yeah, but they yeah, they won't make you pay for it the way okay. that normal private. Do you guys like my third eye? It's cool. Yeah. A lot. Uh, it's a cool third eye for our podcast listeners. Mm-hmm. I just drew it on my forehead with the eyeliner. Um, but This is what gay people do when you leave them unintended. Uh, like, charter schools have led to a rise in an insane ideology, um, of what is called... <laughs> What's it called, Sage? <laughs> Actually, straight up, it's, it's a pretty dumb name. It's basically, like, you know, right-to-work laws are, like, anti-worker. Um, it's basically saying, like, oh, we should, like, we need, like, free schools. We need, it, it's a policy position saying we need to privatize all of school. Like, currently colleges are pretty privatized. Mm-hmm. We want to say privatize high schools, privatize elementary schools, privatize middle schools, privatize... So you have to pay. So that you... Well, maybe you do. Probably. It's up to the institutions to, you know, be able to pay for themselves, which probably means that they need students to pay tuition or Christ. whatever. Um, and that's become a very uh, pervasive point, especially in the advent of, like insane radical trumpist like QAnon politics of saying like oh the state is like in your child's brains with like critical race theory but the thing you're is- in her dms i'm in her brains with critical race theory <laughs> um but the thing is like i, I don't understand because usually those people are very very like first amendment hu- like civil rights like you know god-given rights um very like big tj supporters sometimes um and thomas jefferson believed that everybody had a right to education well just because like they follow a dude who said a thing does not mean they also like believe the same thing like uh we were talking about this the other night actually off podcast um like nietzsche was not a fan of the nazis but nietzsche inspired the nazis yes Um, literally so it's i'm I'm sure a similar kind of thing uh (laughs) but that is like a th- <laughs> Liana dropped their phone. Oh, sorry. Um, an absolutely like terrifying prospect of like ev- education being privatized. Ooh. It's very analogous and similar in my mind to an event that happened in the UK where the railroads were privatized, totally fucking like eroded the public transport network that existed in that country. It was once like the number one in the world, and now it's like dog the shit. Tube. Um, the underground, the London underground. The privatization of any current public industry is objectively Fucked. a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, like private police, private firefighters. There was oh, lots shit. of like private firefighting that went on uh, in Nevada County. Um, I support <coughs> public health care. <laughs> 
Uh, wow. But, yeah, privatization, bad. Uh, government control, also kind of bad. People control, best. Um, okay. <laughs> you are libertarian. <laughs> yes. Can we talk about something more better? Yeah. Oh, we, we have to end. We do have to end soon. Oh, you, what do you wish to end with? All right, give me a second, you guys. Oh, wait, any uterus havers? No. Any Raise retroverted uterus havers? Retroverted? No. Yes. Uh, this is what? something that I learned in, like, one of the first weeks of... Pussy class? Of pussy class, yeah. Is that in a small section of women or people who have uteruses, they can be backwards inside that of you. That would be so cool. I heard about that. cause you back pain. Your heart like, and lungs can also be pain. flipped, mirrored, like... Yeah. Why? The fuck? Because fuck you for having those bits, I guess. I mean, I was just about to say don't cramps suck. Yeah. But, I mean... Oh my god, I haven't had my period in six months. I feel like my birth control is making my period worse. It's supposed to make it go away. It should. Give it, it, give it, give give it, it time. Give it to a couple weeks. Stop telling me about my birth control. It's no, so weird I'm coming right. from a cishet man. Right. That's true. It is. We'll be like, but I know. Pussy and Sage will be like, oh, I know. <laughs> and we'll be like, no, you fucking don't. But technically, he knows. He knows. He, I know. He knows I don't the theory, know. But not the practice. I do. I exactly. I, I've never been through it. <laughs> they them pussy that knows the practice. They them pussy that fucking kills you. They them pussy that's. Problem posing praxis. They them pussy that gives you bandages you have to change twice a day. Oh god. Wait, Liana, you should follow my Twitter spam because I, I post the funniest shit on there and I'm not getting canceled. Do you on wish there. to announce your Twitter to the podcast? Oh no, god no. Do you want um, us to plug you? But I would really love to read this genius of a tweet that I crafted earlier this morning. Yes, I And want I think it. you'll really appreciate it. Okay. Who up and dragging their bare pussy on the linoleum floor of the downtown CVS? That's a fucking fire tweet. <laughs> Thank you so much. My partner hates it. I love it. I think That's it's like really the best funny. thing I've ever said. That's really I think funny. that might be true. The the like phrase bare pussy holds such raw like pussy. raw power. Yes. Yes. Alright. With less than a minute left, how would you like to close out, Liana? Our third, maybe fourth guest episode? You have 27 seconds. Wait, I'm trying to find an actually funny one. Sorry, guys. Give me a second. <laughs> no, I'm we sorry. are waiting with bated breath. <laughs> Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Nine. Shut the fuck up. Eight. Shut the fuck up. Seven. Get